guys, welcome into the Happy Haven once again. Today, we have return guests. The beautiful people who brought us X-Men the Animated Series and sent me a page from the script of which I almost wept over and was instantly put in a frame and hung on the wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Oh my gosh, that was one of the coolest things I've ever opened up in an envelope ever. Aww. <laughs> I saved the envelope. I'm glad, glad to hear it. It was at the time we we had no clue that what it was what that front page meant, but uh, uh, now now looking back 25 years, we sure do. It was the genesis of beauty, is what it was. <laughs> So like I said, guys, I have Eric and Julia back on, and we're going to talk about, well, of course, the cartoon, but uh, the book that I believe is available now, is it not? It is. It is. It's uh, available around the world on, <laughs> on Amazon, where we have a couple very kind five-star reviews from people that bought it on Amazon. So if folks buy it on Amazon, please give us a quick review. If you love the book. If you love the book. Um, and it's also available from the publisher, uh, Jacobs Brown. And if you buy it directly from the publisher, you'll, you'll, uh, in hardback, you'll you'll get a signed copy. Because uh, they had me sit down and sign three or four hundred of them. Yep. So oh, my goodness. But, uh, so they, they've got that. So directly from the publisher is, is a cool way to get it. Um, as far as... Uh, local bookstores, that just depends. They're just getting started uh, uh, talking to local bookstores to see if they want to stock it. And so ask your local bookstore um, if they will. And if they haven't heard about the book, uh, they can just call the publisher. And any store that wants to can, can make a contract. They don't need to be a special size or anything. You just make a contract with the publisher and, and you can stock the book. So you can really buy it a lot of places, but right now Amazon and the publisher are the places to look. And if you're international, because hey, everything's global these days. Uh, if you can, if you choose to buy the book through Amazon in your in your country uh, through the print on demand option, you can't get a signed book that way. But what you can do is take a picture of yourself with your print on demand book, uh, email that picture to us at our. I will give that in a moment, and then. Eric will download it, sign the picture, and email it back to you. So you only get a signed yeah. picture of you with the book. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We didn't realize to, to send a book from the U.S., even just to Canada, is like $25 in shipping. To, to, we sent a copy to a friend in New Zealand. It was $42. For the shipping? Just for the shipping. Forget about the cost of the book. Good night. So, so what people do in England or Germany or Brazil or wherever you are is the local Amazon has an electronic file, and they will print softbound uh, copies for the local to sell it to local folks, and so they don't have much of a shipping cost. But to actually get a hardbound book internationally is pretty hard. You can do it through the through the publisher, but it's a, it's a fifty dollar shipping cost, so it's just kind of prohibitive. And that's why Julie was saying if if you feel bad if you're a fan and you haven't been able to get a hardbound signed copy uh, because expenses are so hard, you know, for shipping. Uh, I'll be, you know, I'll be happy to, to do something over the internet, you know, sign something for you to make up for it. That's amazing. Well, you know, we, <laughs> we discovered, and it's been such nice news that that over the last twenty five years, X Men really, ha X Men the animated series really has kind of 
gone global, and there are people, basically every country, who've, who've either reached out through Twitter or, or to our website, xmentas.com, and it's like, this is so gratifying, but we don't really, there's no point penalizing people because they happen to live outside the U.S. Of course. Um, for, for the shipping costs, so that that's kind of our... <laughs> our ham-fisted workaround. Our gesture, but the good, yeah. the good news is the first run of uh, 1,000 hardbacks is going fast. Yes. And uh, uh, and so that's that, that's happy. And with luck, I mean, so far the people seem to have loved it, and uh, unless they're just being nice. And uh, so we're, we're, we're hoping that it will go through, you know, a lot of printings, and uh, they'll keep, you know, we'll just keep on sending it everywhere we can. That's amazing. So the book is called Previously On, and uh, I am <laughs> Previously On. That was a pretty good Cyclops right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I'm seeing it all over my timeline, you know, not just from you guys, but from people I follow who follow me and being in, you know, the Nerdosphere community, as it were, on social media. <laughs> it's definitely making um, its rounds. I have an X-Men book, um, the things the size of the coffee table you put it on, I really, uh-huh. and uh, I need that accompaniment. So I will definitely be making sure that I get my copy. I I, I work retail. Um, I mean, I do the facility side. I don't work the store side. But, uh-huh. you know, pretty much from halfway through September until January, it's a madhouse. I've already traveled out of state multiple times to different conferences uh, and meetings, and I have not had a chance to even see that it was out. I just knew it was coming out in the fall, and when I saw that it was available, I instantly reached out to have you guys back on to talk about it. But I need to place... And we are very grateful for that. <laughs> we really appreciate that, uh, especially now with the holiday season fast upon us here. Um, we, we like to make the pitch that, hey... Anybody out there got a friend who's into this, or anybody out there who's into it, him or herself, consider this uh, the the um, the ultimate X Men Christmas gift this year, or holiday gift, or Hanukkah gift, or Kwanzaa gift, or whatever the gift is you give or want to get. I mean, with X Men the animated series, it, I don't I don't think you need to wait for a holiday. <laughs> I think it could just be a I like that. look at this We're book I got gift. Right, exactly. Um, I was looking up, uh, you know, the site for the book, and I saw the uh, a little bit of the the tribute to um, Len in there, oh, and yeah, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. I, I I I took that one pretty hard, um, just because of everything he worked on. Of course, you know, having part of the uh, the fathership of Wolverine, but. I mean, yes. just who yes. he was to the comic world, and you know. So I, I love and, that. I love that he's getting a good tribute for for what well, he and, did. Um, we had, uh, the the Writers Guild of America West and the Animation Writers Caucus. Uh, he is receiving uh, in memoriam the um, the Writer of the Year award. Uh, this in, in next week, I believe the ceremony. Yeah, is. yeah. Next uh, the, the Tuesday. So deserved. Uh, uh, yeah, and 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 his uh, and his wife Christine will be uh, uh, doing a presentation in, in acceptance of the award for him. 
That's amazing. Yeah. An hour with Len Wein. <laughs> Not kidding. Nice. There's your other irony. Nicest guy on the planet. I mean, here's a man who has no business being pleasant to people. I mean, given the universe he created and the and the and the the, the worlds he's he's designed and. You know, he could, he, could, he could have been a jerk, but he was the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel that way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm nobody in, in, you know, the suburbs of Atlanta that just started his own little podcast. And, you know, I've gotten to speak to you guys and, oh. and Cal Dodd. And um, I've actually spoken to him more that has nothing to do with the show or being on the show. Than ever, and I actually have him in my phone as a contact, Cal Dodd Wolverine, and I show that off to everybody who is willing to see oh my it. God, and I would too. <laughs> I mean, he he calls me Jace instead of Jason, and the first time he did it, my wife looked at me and she said, "What?" And I said, "Wolverine gave me a nickname," and she said, "Are you going to cry?" And I was like, "You know what? There's a good chance the room got really dusty really fast, but no, I'm not going to." And yeah, you, were, yeah, you were chopping some onions right then. But exactly, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. like being able to like like you with Mr. Ween, being able to talk to you guys and people like Mr. Dodd and Rob Paulson and Maurice Lamarche, like it it it's the same for me as as what you're describing. Um, you know, you get told not to meet your heroes, and every hero I've met so far doing this show has just destroyed that, that phrase, that don't meet your heroes. Um, oh, you know, it's, that's, that's really nice to hear that. It's, you know, it, it can easily go the other way, but, and it's happened to everybody, you know, including me. I've met a few that's like, oh, really? You're going to be a jerk? But <laughs> the ones that aren't, it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's gratifying and that's such a sort of um, vindication of the reason you are you know a fan of that person so yeah I mean I bragged on you guys on another episode I had um, Tad Stones on <laughs> oh yeah oh we love Tad we and we were yeah we were talking about yeah we were talking about the Disney afternoon and we bragged on you guys for a while um <laughs> He he he's fond of you guys too. We'll put it that way. If you go back and listen, he he's pretty wow. fond of y'all as well. Oh, such a great guy, such a great guy. And look at <laughs> look what he's look what he's given all of us too with uh, Chippendale, just Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, but truly Darkwing Duck. My God, that you was know. the bulk of the conversation. Uh-huh. And then, but I got the inside scoop. Um. I got what the original team of Rescue Rangers was supposed to be. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we had a pretty in de- in in depth conversation on how much it evolved before we got to see it um, on TV, and it, it was oh, sure. it yeah, was a pretty interesting fun. deep dive into. It, it almost would have been interesting if they had just let the lineup that you guys had originally come up with play. You know, just to see a stable of fully original characters with such quirky personalities. I love what we got, but now Uh there's always Uh going to be that what could have been thing at the same time. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So have you guys been doing a lot of um, uh, cons this year or, you know, with with the book coming out? We we were at Comic-Con. 
Kamikaze, the, you know, the, there's an L.A. con that's, that Stanley's company started about yeah. four years ago. And so we, we had a, a nice, small, uh, we, we kind of held off and thought we wouldn't do do one till the till the book was available. Right. And uh, So that was the last time before the book came out, so we weren't sure kind of, you know, it, it, 20th anniversary of X-Men, we can, you know, we can do that and we can have uh, the great Larry Houston on the panel with us and, it, but, but we didn't know what the response was going to be and we go there and golly, if we didn't get standing room only for everyone in that yeah, room, it was, it was nice. very gratifying. And as I say, we, since we kind of did it as a last second thing, it was just a mod, basically, hi, the book's coming out soon, uh, let us talk about making the show and it was, it was a very simple presentation but again very as, as very satisfying I, I have I have one word uh, to respond to being surprised that it was standing room only and that is duh <laughs> it's it's X-Men the animated series I mean well in defense in defense of the concern there had just that particular day there had been um, a lot of uh, mix-ups over which panels were going to be in which rooms and oh, our yeah. rooms had been reassigned and then the great um, I think it was Rob Liefeld if I'm saying that right the fellow who created Deadpool yes. was in the main auditorium giving a special presentation and it's like we're up against him and we don't even know what room we're in and no one else knows either. this is not <laughs> going to go well it was, it was fine, it was fine. but and they announced the panel announced the right room and again it was incredibly gratifying to, to have standing room only there for that well you know we all love you for what you did we genuinely uh-huh. do we do I mean you know I, I'm not saying it just to to sound like you know the quintessential adoring fan while I have your ear I mean honestly we love you guys for what you did and what you gave us and what we still you know we still love it you know 25 years all that does is make me feel old, but it no, in no way changes how much. I mean, if you think about it, I'm 36, so that show came. That show came into a 10 year old's life and was just like, you know, we talked about it last time. I, I've always been short. I was never a big kid, and you know, public school can be brutal, and being able to plug into a show that is pretty much about finding finding family even with its faults and different personalities when you're an outcast was perfect and it you know i mean like i said on the last show it it helped me learn how to stand up to bullies it it taught me how to become you know it, it, and this is in the 80s and 90s so this isn't before you know, our, our culture today in 2017, but it, you know, it taught me how to be a, an advocate for people other than me who were getting bullied. I may have been a little bit more aggressive about it, uh, channeled a little Cal Dodd there when I dealt with bullies, but, you know, uh-huh. I mean, it, it, there were so, so many good life lessons in a cartoon about fictional mutants that was so, you know, that was so identifiable. And like I said, you know, on the last episode, it was because we weren't treated like little kids watching it. You know, you guys, you put so much real heart and real world stuff into the episodes 
that yeah, this guy <laughs> shoots laser beams from his eyes, but his struggles are way more real than, than you'd, you know. <laughs> you know, and and I think I like to think that 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 sort of um, with, with, with the doing of that in X Men that uh, it, it did sort of allow folks to say, you know, you you can look at this and say you don't have to dumb it down for kids. You can. You know, it, it works. It works if you, you know, maintain the story's integrity and, and 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 how you write it and how you present it. It's okay to to tell tough, difficult stories if you if you're honest with the characters and uh, sensitive to how you're presenting it. Exactly. I have to ask: Have you guys been watching the show called The Gifted? Did you hear a certain character's ringtone? We did. Oh, oh yes. Did you? Uh, yes. And have you noticed um, on some of the episodes, not all the episodes. It's not all. They mentioned the X-Men. Well, they, no, but on some of the episodes, when they open the episode, they'll do a recap of the previous episodes, and they'll have a card that says, previously, on the gifted. They yes. They don't say it out loud, but they got a card that says, previously, on the gifted. And I like to think that's also a bit of a you know, a, a wave to us back here, so. I heard that ringtone and came up <laughs> off the couch and was just like, yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah, um, what, what uh, Sawyer and interviewed Jean You guys gave it such an elevation, though. I highly doubt that the comic book industry, uh, movie-wise, for you know DC and Marvel, would be where they were at without two shows. And a, you guys brought it to air first. You beat the other one. And well, you know, and B, um... it made it open to people who didn't just buy comic books, you know? So, I mean, it, it, the, the responsibility of that, I, I think, has given the um, the almost glut, gluttonous amount of, of comic book content that, you know, we get to enjoy today really kicked off with you guys and, you know, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we talked Mm-hmm. 
genre, there was the film noir, there was the western, you know, all these different genres. But, but there, there was not a superhero genre until the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Right, so, there, there so were these little serials that ran before the movies, but they were never given the same respect as the actual movies that they were run in front of. Right. You should. But, it, but it's it, it's fascinating to watch the pop culture evolve like this and to see and, and to know that we were at a, at a kind of turning point with it. You are definitely high up on that pantheon, yes. Quite honestly. Definitely high up on that pantheon. You know, I mean, you know, people can say, well, well, there were lots of cartoons out back then that had people fighting. I'm like, right, but there's no Thundercats movie. There's and no, you know, there's no this, there's like no that. Show, but yeah, but, but yeah they, but, they, they, didn't, they didn't write them in a way that somebody from a movie studio could exactly. grab a, a cassette, I'm saying, because I'd grab a, a desk and watch it for an hour and afterwards say, yeah, we could do a movie out of that. We could, we could do a series of $150 million movies out of that, and I think there's an audience for that. You know, and, and a thing that's coming this year with, with the release of Logan, you know, um, Eric and I are fortunate to be members of the Writers Guild, and we received screeners of, of the film Logan, and we received copies of the script for Logan uh, in, in a bid to um, con- have it under consideration for the, for the various awards um, this, this coming se- holiday season, this coming season. And it's gratifying that they're, that they're taking that movie seriously, uh, that they feel that it's worthy of consideration for for writing, for directing, for producing, you know, as opposed to just, well, it's, it was an interesting superhero, it, it was a superhero movie, let's dismiss it. So, and, and we also received a copy of Wonder Woman, and I say that just because that means people are taking it seriously in a way that hasn't been the case for um, quite a while now, ever. <laughs> Wonder, Woman, Wonder Woman was amazing. I brought my, my youngest daughter, um, to the theater and she brought her action figure and this and that and she just like she watched it and whenever she did something really cool she would just look at me and of course I'm lost in the the splendor of it all but I could see it on her face like that's a you know what I mean like that's a girl doing all that you know that's a woman just leading these guys around and and being as awesome as anybody else and it, it was really cool for her to see that. And for yeah. me, um, we didn't take her to go see Logan, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but me and my yeah. wife and I but went. Will come. My yeah, wife and I went. Point. I cried like a baby. Through different yeah. points of that movie. Because, because the X-Men has meant so much to me for so long. That there were multiple parts of that story that just broke my heart. Seeing, you know, Professor X lose himself. And that you know, was heartbreaking. they did so good really with it, though. They did so good with it. Um, being a daddy of all girls, um, the relationship of of 
a man having to learn how to be a dad to a daughter. I have all girls and I was raised with all boys. The transition was not easy when it started years ago. And, you know, being, I mean, I'm, I'm ex-military. I grew up very rough. Um, I got into a lot of fights when I was younger. I was very brash. I've always been very, you know, had to check my temper. I've always had to check how blunt I am with certain things. And, um, girls were needed in my life, um, to help the symmetry of being a full person in a good way. That's, that's, that's well put. That's a, that's a valid observation. So, so the relationship between him and X-23 and that hit me on a level. And then, of course, we say goodbye to Logan. And that was, that was hard to, <laughs> I cried like a baby at that point. That movie. But you know what? I truly, they, they earned it. If, if, a per, if this was just the only movie that had been made about these characters or with these stories, you go, well, okay, yeah, I mean, good acting, you know, but it, it wouldn't, they earned it. Uh, Hugh Jackman has been playing this role for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, X-Men the Animated Series has been around for 25. So there was, um, a, a, I felt, the, a, a genuine, um, we're in this together kind of thing for all of us who were watching the movie uh, and, and had a real relationship with these characters at the, by this point mm-hmm. that had been earned, yeah. And I'll tell you what, looking at 40, I can kind of identify with the claws not coming all the way out on their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it would be nice if, um, if uh, my fantasy this, whole, this award season might be that Patrick Stewart's recognized for Best Supporting uh, Potential Nomination uh, from, the, from the Film Academy just because he's never been nominated in anything. And That's ridiculous. Patrick Stewart and God dang, you know, he's, yeah, he's been amazing in these movies, but especially this one. This one just tore my heart out for him. That movie transcended comic book genre for me. Yeah. It, it I mean, you could have taken the superpowers out and just told the actual story and it would have, it still would have, you know, a little bit of tinkering with the plot line, but it still uh-huh. would have... Uh-huh would have hit with the same impact. The writing on that was absolutely incredible. Um, well, I think that goes back to just the, the, the core idea of what the X-Men themselves have always been, and it's just it's their humanity. They happen to have these wacky powers, but, but they're still grappling with that, just as any of us grapple with anything in our lives, or any of us deal with anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, on a lighter note, have you now that we've done the the grown up adulting conversation? Have you guys seen um the new Ducktales? Just be as integral as you were to the to the original Disney Afternoon. I was just wondering if you've been able to see the Ducktales. Oh, oh, oh! The, 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 dare we say reboot? What's the magic word? What, what, I was going to say, yeah, the, you know, the new Ducktales or or the reboot. We have not had. We have not. I'll tell you with, with the the timing of, of the book previously on X Men coming out suddenly <laughs> things got really busy right before the book came out and it remained really busy since it's come out and it we but we but we must make the effort to do that we will have yeah. to do that because I've heard nothing but good things about it I've heard people love it it's definitely easy to do too yeah it's definitely new 
But the good thing is, is you can see the reverence almost for the original series shine through in all of it. I I was pretty skeptical, and then I watched it, and I was like, okay, it's it's a good, it's good, <laughs> like it's. Oh god, okay, good. But they're teasing. Like more, on more lighter notes, we one of the people we start we started trying to schedule cons for next year. You know, a couple of months. Yeah. Now that booked up, and one of the places we've sent an application is uh, is Dragon Con, and we just heard <gasps> real good things about how they treat people. That's a good con. You hush. Um, but we're hoping. I will bring you so many things. <laughs> to sign. <laughs> um, well, that's we'll, that's we'll, like. We'll have a table. If, oh my gosh. Show, we hope so. if they approve us, yeah. That's a half that hour away from me. Like, yeah, filling out the application forms, you know, trying to explain who we are, and we, uh, yeah, we hello. So, but yeah, so the applications are in. We'll just wait and see if they accept it, and if so, then hopefully we will be there. Oh my gosh, that would literally be like a half hour away from me. That'd be fabulous. Oh. But yeah, that's, that's us trying to figure out what which cons or events to go to. In February, we will be going to, um, not to a con, but to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, where Eric is an alumni, alumnus? Alumnus. Uh, and uh, with two of the other writers from X-Men are in that area. <gasps> and we'll be uh, doing a sort of a university presentation about yeah, yeah. Uh, making yeah, we'll, we'll the book up, and the we'll show. We'll be up in Knoxville in uh, the middle of February. Really? Mm-hmm. About three, about three days and, and have, have, a, have a presentation one evening and talk to some of the you know, writing classes and do a couple book signings at bookstores and things. Because our son, our son goes to school there and we're... Oh, awesome. And, Burr, burr. I'm going anyway. <laughs> um, I might too, actually. If you could okay. shoot me, I mean, if, shoot me the date offline. If you're around Atlanta, just you know, it's two and a half hours. If, uh, that that out. was that was my first thought. That's not far. Well, cool. <laughs> I we'll used... have all this. We're trying to keep our um, X Men TS website, you know, relatively uh, as as up to date as possible. But we haven't really started tracking. Uh, we haven't started a calendar for 2018 yet where we might that's a good idea though we need to get that up there so folks so folks will know so folks will know and folks can go also there's um, it draws a huge crowd but it's a smaller more intimate con here called MomoCon M-O-M-O um, I'll you, make a note of this yeah um, I, I actually was invited um, as the show to cover it and I was really impressed. Um, big crowds, but it's all in uh, the World Congress Center, which is just a giant building for, you know, it's got different exhibit halls and all this and that. Um, super well organized. The cosplay, you know, people in costumes and the people who love this stuff coming out was some of the best I've ever seen. And oh, really? I will try to find some of the pictures I took. Um Lots of '90s era X Men groups walking around. I think there you, you go. I'm not you kidding. Do a lot of that in cosplay, still a lot of '90s X Men. 
Exactly. So your era of X-Men was very, very well presented there. That may that might be another one in Atlanta to look into, if you could swing it. I think it was in May, as opposed to, I believe, Dragon Con is near the end of August. That that's what afforded me the opportunity to sit down in person with Pinky and the Brain to do oh, an episode. That's so nice. Uh, I, I don't remember it. I, I had to go and listen to it after I recorded it to even realize that I, <laughs> that I spoke at all for that forty-five minutes. And I had my eleven-year-old. I, I can believe it. I can believe it. I had my youngest yeah, daughter with me, and when he started doing the voices, and Mister Lamar started doing the, you know, I went. I mean, this guy was my Raphael. Um, in the 80s and then he's been so many things in between and of course Mr. LaMarche is you know half almost half of Futurama and so many (laughs) other that when they started doing the voices I probably looked more childish than my child Um, but it was the coolest thing before they did the voices they told Madison my youngest they told her to close her eyes because what okay. what what well what what voice actors have learned over the years doing cons is for adults we we know that you know what I mean we know that it's not real one hundred percent so when they do the voices it's more of a holy cow that's so cool but for children they said if they close their eyes my character's still intact oh so they can just enjoy the voice and not go why is that man making that funny exactly and i like when he said that i got chills because he was like i don't want to you know he said i don't want to break any of these characters so when i talk he said sweetie close your eyes and so whenever he would do a voice she'd close her eyes and you could just see her smiling because you know the the character's in her head but she's hearing the voice in real life and it preserved you know it preserved the characters for her without being like oh well that's the man who does this yeah, it it was it was such a cool touch for him to do that. Wow! You know, that is that is wonderful. That is wonderful. <laughs> um, but of course, you know, uh, I had Mister Dodd on the phone when we did our episode, and uh, I didn't notice it. I was listening to it again the other day, and uh-huh. the first time he does the Wolverine voice, you hear me under my breath whisper "Jesus yeah. Christ" out loud. <laughs> Like involuntarily, he was talking about he was talking about the audition, and he he went into the voice, and you all you hear me is go, Jesus Christ! Like, and I started laughing because I didn't realize I did that. <laughs> but yeah, that's about right. I can we can appreciate that. Sure, sure. Yeah, next year we're we're hoping it's it's hard to. Uh, Yeah. Yep. And Julie and I are hoping to go up sometime next year to just have a big kind of the rap party we never had with them. because <laughs> we never got to we never got to interact with them during the actual series, and we haven't had a chance oh. to do that since because they were up there and we were down here, and never the twain got to meet, and then everyone was on to the next next show, next project, next whatever. So so the goal in life is to at least get come up with some reason to get up there to, to meet the talent there and, and and you know like like Eric said have the rap party we never got to have so if you guys need somebody to carry bags um, <laughs> or how about 36 pounds of boxes of books <laughs> we out I mean 
you know, you, you're going to need help bringing those around. And I do physical labor for a living, so I'm not averse to lifting boxes. Uh, we'll tell you what, if we, 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 we <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try to, we'll, we'll, we'll try, see if we can get some, one, a couple of the cast down to Atlanta for one of the cons. See Boy, if have, that. yeah, maybe we'll see. We hope to see. Yeah. Which we're working on. It's just it's it's pricey for people. It's one. Thing it is. It is. To, to allow us to have a panel, so they'll take the fly the two of us and then a couple people in from Toronto and put us up and do all that. It's it runs into a lot of money. So we're we'll we'll do what we can, but who knows? Uh, who knows what Dragon Con will will come back with? So we'll have to see. Yeah, and you know, again, uh, unlike the great Batman the animated series or with Warner Brothers, or we, it's just us. <laughs> right. <laughs> me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell you, Mr. Dodd, um, one of the last times I spoke with him, actually talked about um, trying to find someone to help him set up uh, doing con appearances in the States. Um, he said he's done it once in a while, but he's never been, he's never really gotten into it. And I think he said he's starting to realize the value of making con appearances. So he actually voiced the same thing of wanting to get out there more um, down here. So he might well, actually, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. And, and we've it, been sort of pushing him on that. Do you just, realize you're Wolverine? <laughs> how many people want to hear from you and want to, you know, thank you for what you did? And so, yeah, if we can do that, if we could kind of set it up to where, uh, even if say they didn't pay our airfares to somewhere, but they paid his, you know, then we could meet up and we could set up a panel with him and and get him down here so that you know it's not you know money coming out of his pocket. Oh, okay. And we just sent up we just sent up books to the cast, and he just got his uh, on Thursday. Oh man! Yeah, he was he was jazzed. I yeah. bet he yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> like collectively, y'all are just amazing. To to, well, I mean to talk to because the the. Um, the the size of the phenomenon of what you guys created goes completely against the hearts and the attitudes of you guys who created it. Um, it's it's just absolutely a joy and a pleasure to actually get to get to speak to you guys and Mr. Dodd. And I'd love to talk. You know, I'd love to reach out and try to get some of the other cast members on, but I don't think a lot of them have. Um, like good like social media accounts to reach out on so if you guys I think you're right on that yeah maybe this next year hopefully with with some uh, with the attention the positive attention from from the book and books you know sort of oh 25 years oh wow yeah, yeah maybe they'll come out of their shells a little bit. <laughs> yeah yeah they need well, to yeah, they deserve all the glory they deserve all the praise that's one what... of them just just one of them is just too busy to, to go out and do too many things that's rogue who's That's amazing. A, I know, I know. She's a, she's a powerful politician in Canada, so she's she's kind of, uh, she's busy, but she's been really nice back and forth. She did a good interview for us for the book. And, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah she's, she's great. Oh, my goodness. So, the book is out. 
It's widely available, obviously. That is awesome. And I and need... we are with our xmentas.com website. We are on Twitter at xmentas. We have a page on Facebook now, which is previously on X-Men. And uh, if all those sites, our, our email address is xmentas92 at gmail.com. And all that information hopefully is available on all of those different spots so uh, people can find us, reach out to us, uh, grab themselves a copy of the book, you know, all that kind of stuff. That would be groovy. Yes, it would. And then, too, with, with your help in the coming year, um, as, as we sort of come up with uh, scheduling plans for various events, we, we, we appreciate your help in you know, sort of boosting the signal and getting the word out, too. So we'll keep you in the loop on that. Oh my gosh, if if I could be any more at your disposal, I'd be under your sink. <laughs> Not okay. kidding. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know, that was a horrible pun. I, I, I'm sure you thought you could get through your entire life without somebody making a garbage disposal joke. That's on me. <laughs> it's, it's new to me, so you, you gotta laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So is there any word, I know there's a huge push for um, a, a Blu-ray for, for the show. Is there any word on that at all? Uh, is something you uh, can I talk about? The, fans, what, what, the, one, the one, one way that it could happen is, uh, you know, the problem for the last uh, uh, bunch of years has been uh, the fact that Marvel sold off the rights to Century Fox, so right. so that, so even though Marvel's part of Disney, a fierce competitor has the X Men rights, and so that's the reason Marvel's killing the characters off in the books and giving no support to any the movies because I Fox heard that the movies. Yeah, so that it's this weird thing where the money is getting in the way from either side being interested in supporting you know some say a Blu-ray. But there was there were rumors a week ago that, that that Disney might buy Fox, and then they'd own Marvel and Fox, and they don't all the rights would be back together again. And I heard that. Else, if, if the day that happened, we'd call you know the new company and say, uh, guys, you've got this X Men franchise that's been making you billions of dollars. Um, there's this TV show that <laughs> some of the fans would love to see a Blu-ray cop you know, version of it. We've got a lot of extras for you. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we we push that to that moment, but we just think that the rights thing is in the way uh, until the, until somebody buys somebody. Oh, what an unfortunate yeah. wall to put up for fans! I know that it, really, it really is. Yeah, because we don't care who gets the money; we'll just give you the money for it, and then you know, like <laughs> we'll, we'll still buy it, guys. Like, yeah, you could just split it up among yourselves, can't you? Come on. But yeah, but no, because we we've, we've always thought it'd be nice to do that. Um, you know, the the commentary for do a commentary for each episode. Oh wow, yeah, scene stuff, all that kind of thing. And yeah, we and, and now that Eric's reached out to everybody on the show, basically, either we're in contact with the folks who can make all that happen on our side. Just they're not on their side. Um, talking about going allowing it to go forward so so there we stand 
But in the meantime, we have this beautiful book for commentary yeah. of behind the scenes and whatnot. So. <laughs> I will make sure to ensure my copy today. Uh, I, I honestly didn't know it was out yet as soon as I saw it. That's why I reached out. And like I said, you know, Christmas time in retail, it's it's insanity. But I've got a few minutes to breathe before the end of this week coming up. And the Black Friday nonsense and then the push to Christmas. Sadly, in retail, it's been Christmas since week one in my stores of September. I, you know, I don't know what's happened in the holiday season, but, you know, when I first heard the Christmas music in the store before Halloween, that's when I got concerned. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's no. bad. It means nothing now. It's yeah. just sad to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, it's been a whirlwind for me this past month and a half or so. If you get a chance to, um, if, you're, if you can order the book today, we recommend going to Jacobs Brown Media's website. It's, they're just, it's just Jacobs Brown Media. And through there, you can order a copy of the book that that comes signed by Eric. So. That's what I would. That's what I want. I want the yeah. one with the signature. Okay, cool. That way, it can go with my signature from you guys for the X Men script page. There you go. There you go. Some some twenty five years between them. Who that gets shown off to yeah. everybody who enters our home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much again for your time. Um, it's, it, it's magical for me to get to talk to you guys and it really is. And you guys are so kind and generous with your words and your time. So I just appreciate it so much. Well, and please let us know when we can, um, put this podcast up on our website too, because that'll be fun for folks to find. Thank you guys for listening once again to the Happy Haven podcast. A special thank you most definitely to Eric and Julia for giving me their time again and doing another episode with me. Can't wait to get my hands on the book. Make sure you figure out how to get your hands on the book for yourselves or for any other X-Men fan you know this Christmas that would absolutely love it and adore it. And hopefully we get to see them at some cons like we talked about. Either way, make sure to follow them and uh, follow what they do and show them some X-Men love. Thanks, guys.